So there was a Nicolas Cage movie marathon on today. I'm going to say it was on AMC. I don't know. I didn't get to watch it. But great, some of the greatest, such as Con Air, The Rock, Trapped in Paradise, yes, and many, many more. We're going to talk about them. All of them. We gotta set our set our time limit for what are we setting our time limit for? Uh, an hour? About an hour. How many Nicolas Cage movies can we talk about in one hour? And Andre Gower. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know and if someone else knows, okay? I mean it's just I've got to be more specific. The how is simple enough. The why that troubles me. Welcome to the Thunder Dome. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. into and does this week we gonna talk all of his movies now or, i'd say it was a deep dive but you know me and mole and we don't dive we don't deep. dive pretty deep we you live know, in the shallow it hurts my ears yes i get about eight feet uh, my, and that's about it my, my back kind of hurts and my toes go crooked and numb and it's bad i don't we don't get out of the shallow end so but that's mole i'm saying that's right and we heard from you or at yes. least i i know that we heard from There's, you because i understand the facebook a little bit yes yes and it seems to be a, a you know, a, a pretty good, good topic. So Gunder Gunderson, he likes Face Big Off, Mike. The Rock, and Con Air. Yes, sir. Good choices, good Gunder. Choices. Good safe choice. choices. Safe. They are very safe choices. You'll, you, it, you, I, I, I suggest you dive a little deeper. Get, get, I don't know, man. I, I when it when it when it comes to me, right off the top of my head, I think Con Air might be one of the greatest <sighs> movies ever made. You know, I I tend to agree. You know, you had Steve Buscemi. Can't, can't. You had Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? <laughs> you know, you had Nick Cage. You had John Malkovich. Yeah, no, you can't <laughs> Come go on wrong. now. John Malkovich rarely does a bad movie, and, uh, like, being John Malkovich was great, but we're not talking about John Malkovich You had, today. uh, the big black guy, Diamond, uh, I can't remember um, it wasn't, what his name was. It wasn't Michael Clark Duncan. No. no, it was not Michael Clark Duncan. It was the other guy. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm going to kick myself for not yep. remembering his name. Yep. But anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Nick Cage. Yep. Brian Rizzo, he says it definitely wasn't jujitsu. <laughs> Big Riz. <laughs> now, uh, you're right. You're definitely you're, right. You're right. It was not the best movie. But come on. Come on, Big Riz. you got to give it to Nick Cage in that film. For being a terrible movie, yes. and I admit it was a terrible film. Definitely, Nick terrible. Cage did what he does best. 
He overacted the living shit out of this and, movie. And he made it watchable. And he did make it watchable. <laughs> His character in this film was amazing. He was like an old, like, samurai, like, sage who lived in a cave who was a drunken man that taught the main character how to get his ass beaten. <laughs> it's true. What, what else we got? Well, uh, Mole, That's one of his favorites, is Willy, was Willy's Wonderland. It is. It's newer. I know it's one of the newer ones, but it's like I really do enjoy that movie. And it's only because Nick Cage overacts without saying a fucking word. It is so good. Watch it. And uh, Chris Craig, he oh, says double bubble that uh, that that he's also a big fan. He likes Con Air. Who doesn't like Con no, Air? No, Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> you know he uses that southern accent in that right. in that film. That's right. And uh, he also says Gone in sixty seconds, which is another very good Nicholas Cage. That movie. is a very good movie. And uh, we're gonna be talking about a decent amount of them today. So whatever we can't fit in. We still have one more day in November. We got the show. Maybe we can fit him in on the next show. We'll talk about that, though, later as we go on. Yeah, because it will be Thank Goodness Nicholas Cage Week. That's right. You know, we we got turkey. We got stuffing. (laughs) We got a help inside of Nick Cage. And maybe we'll put on Nick Cage movies while we're eating Thanksgiving (laughs) dinners. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I know that uh, I'll be going over to Mole's house. Yes, he will. Um, It's not tradition. But uh, I've seen to find myself there many a year. Yes, yes, it's it's uh, it it you know what? It's always good having you guys anyway. And yep, um, and it's always it always feels good to be invited. And, Thank and you. No problem. You know, and I know sometimes the the family families can't get together. My 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 father's in Ireland. Yep. And, and Daddy my likes mother's to travel. actually my mother's actually going to be coming up Thanksgiving night. So I actually so have to yeah, pick her up yep. from the airport on that day because yep. we've got a celebration of life to attend oh. on uh, on Saturday. Oh, well, that's yep, nice. Yep, that is very nice. So, so she's coming up. So that'll be cool. Great. Yeah, how so, long is she staying for? Uh, just till Monday. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. So uh, I'll have I'll have to I'll have to make up a little plate for her, you know and bring you know bring her a little Tupperware of one hundred percent. Yeah, I think she'd like that. I you know, really you know damn well we that. got it. We're having. I think I, you know I think you'll have enough. Oh, two turkeys uh, and everything else. And everything <laughs> Cause, else. Because Liz will be there. We're having everything else too. And everything so. else. Because <laughs> she's not the bird fan anymore. So I rarely am too, but I, I do I do harp on. Uh, Last year's turkey was some fine meat. I, yeah. I told my my stepmother Alice. I said, "You guys can't go away. I need this. I need this turkey. <laughs> said, it was I, the best turkey I I've at ever least had. Need this turkey. <laughs> yeah, this will be the first Thanksgiving in the new house, so we're looking forward to it. The kids first are anything in the new, in new house. house. Every year, this every holiday was great. We had Halloween first, Thanksgiving, and we're gonna have the the, the Xmas word there and fucking kids already got. All right, we speaking of that we got the, the tree up. In the living room already. My mom, you know my mother and my grandmother have a competition every year who can get up the earliest. My grandmother won, by the way. She had it up a day after Halloween. I'm like, oh, Graham, that's even too early for us, really. Like, and then my mom's like, oh, yeah, hold my beer. So she went and fucking set up. (laughs) She went and she fucking set up the living room with a little one on top of the dog's cage so he can't eat it. (laughs) Not yet, because he's not big enough. That's right. Not yet. He's a grown boy. Next year, he's going to eat that shit. Um, she set up, uh, the tree out on the deck, on the patio, uh, you know, out in the back and, and ran garland along the rails and stuff. And she, uh, tied it to the, the thing and decorated it all up. And then the kids threw, uh, two trees downstairs in the game room. 
and they decorated them up and put garland. I'm like, so we got four fucking Christmas trees in the house this year, and it's not even fucking December, people. Nope, nope. Welcome I, to my I, life. I, I wait. You know me. I'm. I wait. do. I know. And I I'm have like, started my Christmas shopping though. Yes. Oh, you I have, have to. You have to because the way shipping is, if you don't, if you're not. Like, I don't do a lot of online shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do some this year. Right. One was from. Uh, you know, you can find it at digitalzone.com. Oh, yeah. I did a little, you, you did went a little on shopping the, there. You went on the little story store? I did, did a little shopping there, and uh, I did. I had to reserve because they are not available anymore. Have you heard of the Rock Block? Rock Block? Now, the Rock Block is an amazing invention. I uh, It was on Shark Tank, I guess. Okay. And what it is is you could put a record on the table. Right. Like, just... You know, put put your Jethro toll thick as a brick, lay it on the kitchen table, right. and the rock block is a device that sits on your record and spins around it. And you can it has an internal speaker. Also, you could connect your rock block to a Bluetooth speaker, and it will play any record wherever the hell you want. Oh. $89 these things costed, um, and I reserved a couple of them. Oh. Uh, because dope. they're 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 not in stock right now. But at least you could reserve them, yeah. unlike an Xbox. Oh, I don't understand Xbox now. Now uh, I could reserve with a hundred dollars a uh, Tesla Cybertruck. Yeah. Yep. I could I could I could get me one of them for a hundred dollars right now. I could I could get my name on a list. Right. I might not have it for like seven years, but I'll, but I'll at least be there, and I can at least put some money aside because actually it's cheaper than a lot of other trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I cannot reserve an Xbox. Why not? Why can I not get put on a list somewhere that says when when they are available? I don't care if it's three years from now, but I will have my Xbox. Yeah. Instead, I got to keep checking randomly Xbox just to, for them to, to hurt my feelings and say that they're out of stock in their yeah. five retailers. Yeah, yeah. Xbox seems to have an issue with that. Same with PlayStation, by the way. Try to get a PS5. Well, the PlayStations, at least though, with their PlayStation members. Right. They actually sent emails to saying, "Hey, would you like to reserve one?" Nintendo did that shit too for the switches. Yeah, Xbox, shit. none of that shit. No, nope. nope. And, and the reason I found out a reason why that the Xboxes, the X's went so fast. Okay. Um, one now because of the shipping and the materials and all that stuff, but people bought them up to use as data mining devices. Okay. Like people bought up hundreds of these things to basically put into a room. And just and, and mine cryptocurrency. Jesus Christ. See, I don't know about that cryptocurrency. It seems really easy to fuck with. Yeah, yeah it is really easy to fuck with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, it, the, the processing power to actually mine Bitcoin. Right. Like, to mine the has, insignificant point <laughs> nine right. tenth percents of has anybody been pennies to, that yeah. are all over the world takes, I guess, an extreme amount of processing I'm, power. I'm sure. Has anybody ever collected out on that shit? Well, yeah, yeah. There's there's plenty of people that, that like, have I've never good heard of, money in, in, in crypto and right. Bitcoin. We got to talk about Bitcoin, I just don't Nick know again, it. Oh, Bitcoin. Ah! Congratulations to him. He, really? uh, it looks like that he just uh, signed the papers on the house. Closing looks to be in about two weeks. Congrats. After about... Just two or three days ago, it looks like it, everything was going to fall through. Oh, my God. I've been there, dude. Yeah, I've been Everything there. looked like it was going to fall through the floor and ended up getting it at a lower than, than uh, retail price. Good call. Good. Good. Yeah. I'm happy for yep. him. I'm you very know, happy got, for him. Got, and he'll be a neighbor of ours as well. I really? Think over in Leeds. Leeds? Oh, dude. Lovely you're gonna be, Leeds. You're, you're going to be dead center of me and Zane. Yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking I was going to come visit you today while I was out visiting Railroad Ray, but I realized that it's actually quite far. 
It is. It's because not, he it's, is really close to Coxsackie when it comes down to it. Gotcha. It's like driving through the back roads. It doesn't seem that far. But I'm like, oh shit, I'm I'm still like 15 minutes from Greenville, and yeah, then I'm yeah. like, then it's like another 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, nah, nah. No. Actually, I, I've come to find out it takes roughly seven and a half minutes to get to Greenville from our house. Really? Yeah. Seems to, to tops anyway. Oh my gosh, yeah, we're playing no music today. Yeah, no, no music. music. I was about ready to go. Okay, let's no, get to our first no, song. No, so we are talking. Myself. I'm going to give the website though, so people can go and find us there at www.digitalzoneent.com. Uh, that is www.digitalzoneint.com. We are going to have Andre Gower joining us um, roughly in an hour or so, maybe less, half hour. Sorry, it's 7.30. Wow, okay. Uh, well, at time of recording, it's 7.30. Um, and uh, you're going to hear from my good friend Lexi and Nikki Sombrero, and we're going to be talking about how Lexi has the greatest job in the fucking world, getting to be a tester and working in higher-ups and with the owners of a dispensary out in California and talking about how they opened up during the pandemic and how it went and how they are actually turning a profit and doing very, very well. It's so, hard not to turn a profit when you're selling marijuana. It is very hard not to turn a I mean, it is a, a legal dispensary. They do the, 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 the legal bud and the medical bud, so they do both. But I'll have her talk about that later. Uh, and uh, Zane, we're talking about Nicolas Cage. All right, let's get right into it here. We have wasted and enough time. I'm going to start with... A movie that I just recently watched. I spend $7 on it called The Prisoners of Ghostland. Now, a lot of people are saying, Nicolas Cage, Prisoners of Ghostland, what is this? Well, if you don't have Shudder, it really hasn't been promoted very well. Right. Um, now, I'll tell you that Nicolas Cage, he plays a bank robber in Samurai Town. Yes, <laughs> that the world is pretty fucked up here. We don't really know if this is Earth or some random place. It kind of seems to be in the desert, but there's a samurai western town in this place, and him and a man named Psycho are bank robbers. And uh, they could never catch Nick Cage, never could, uh, until a bank robbery goes wrong and his buddy Psycho starts shooting the place up and uh, kills a couple of kids, I guess. Uh And Nick Cage runs. He runs away. And then you don't really realize it, but then years have passed, and they got him. They got that Nick Cage. Oh, oh yes. And uh, Bill Mosley, uh, if you don't know, he's from uh, from the um, Devil's Reject series, House of a Thousand Corpses. Plays mm-hmm. Otis, if you don't know. He's also in uh, Snowpiercer. Yes. A couple other films. Uh, Bill Mosley's great. Yeah. He's he he commands anything that he's in, and he just he doesn't overact it. But he plays a Colonel Sanders-esque uh, governor okay. of Samurai Town. All right. Now, his daughter, or Darlin, as he called her, Bernice, has gone missing. Now, he's got lots of geishas, lots of girls, They all and they all fawn over him because it seems that Bill Mosley is the master of time. Master now, of time. Now, why... You don't really understand. Right. Nor is this plot very, very... Um, Going into? <laughs> yeah. It leaves a lot to the interpretation of the mind. Okay. But he says, Nick Cage, you a bad man, and I need you to find Bernice. Okay. Now, to make sure you don't just run away, I am going to fit you with this special suit that I made. He likes black leather. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? So... 
he gives Nick Cage a black leather suit that has explosives in both arms. Now, these explosives will go off if he shows harm towards Bernice. Like, so if he gets frustrated or angry with her and believes that he will do violence against her. So I believe she's hard to deal with. Is that, is that what he's trying to say? He's a <laughs> well, you know, Nick Cage is a bad man. He might smack a lady around, might want to have her his way with all right, her. So he went all Suicide Squad with him. And... This is very Suicide okay, Squad-esque. Okay. Yes, yes, indeed. Right. <laughs> um, there are bombs around his neck. Right. And uh, those, oh, oh. And may I mention, two on his testicles. Two on, oh, <laughs> see, no. I would definitely not fuck up so, that. So, and he has five days, and he will die after two days if he does not get Bernice and her talk into his special suit. It will only recognize so, her voice. So he can't fuck around at all, then. This dude's like, no, you're going to die one way or another. Nope. And uh, he, he sets off. Now, he's supposed to set off in a Toyota Celica. Okay. Instead, he takes a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a very Nick Cage thing to do. But, uh, so, now, you never really understand why this happens, but they leave Samurai Town, and uh, then the, ba- the, the, the Ghost Land people just kind of show up and take and beat him up. He, he ruins his car. They're like ghosts of Ghost Land. And they just, and, just beat uh, him up. Yep, and he is found by the Rat Pack. Not, not Sammy, not Sammy Dean, Dean, and, but these I thought guys. They were about to start and, and, and brings them to the Ghostlands. Now, the Ghostlands is a community of people that have all had something taken from them by the ghosts. Oh. Now, I'm not going to explain all of the reasons why they're there or how they get trapped because, honestly, it don't make a lot of sense. <laughs> but you do know that they have to stop this clock from moving oh. for some reason or another. Okay. It, it has something to do with the governor's power. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he finds Bernice. Bernice has lost her voice. Oh, shit. Oh, hard to talk into the suit if you can't talk. That's right. But, you know, things happen. Nick Cage loses a testicle. <laughs> oh, no. You know. <laughs> Poor guy. Gets her back. Violence and stews. You know, it's it's a movie. Now It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lot happens. They definitely made it. They, it's a movie. <laughs> yep. Now, I will give this movie a solid three. Okay. I will give Nick Cage a solid four and a half in Nick Cage style. <laughs> right. Because he is once again over the top. Crazy as a loon, <laughs> violent a... as a son of a bitch, <laughs> and uh, what's not to love? He's but a... the movie itself, it's got some holes it's in got... it. <laughs> it's, it's got some holes. It's got some it holes, It could have right? been a little better with a little better script and okay. maybe explain why some of these things happen. <laughs> but that is a... Uh, that is Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Okay, so that's a weird movie, and yep, uh, yep. I'm going to have to watch it now because Nick Cage losing a testicle is something I kind of want to see, and I don't know why. All right, so that's uh, the, that's one of his newer ones, right? Uh, gonna, that is his newest. That's his newest one, Newest right? movie out. Now, All right. there's been a release of The Tiger King Season 2. Oh, God. Oh, yes, on yes, the Netflix. Yes, I it's heard. There. I haven't watched it yet because I have I have fallen into a couple of shows that I'm watching now. Yeah. But I've heard rumors that there will be a movie. And oh, Nick Cage sure. 
will be that man. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I thought Buff Bagwell would have made a good Tiger King. Remember Buff Bagwell? Buff the Stunning? I yeah, can see yeah. him. I can see him as well. I don't know. I can see Nick, Nick Cage. Cage being, I can see him, too. Pretty good. He's going to have to work out a little bit, man, because, you know, Tiger King was, you know, he's a... Oh, really? No, he's not. No. He's a, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Nick Cage might have I think he him, might, man. yeah. He might, I think he might be good. So, why don't you talk about your favorite there? Why don't you talk oh, about Willie's Wonderland? Willie's Wonderland. All right, people, look. It, you kids might know it as uh, Five Nights at Freddy's because that's basically what it is. It no, was that supposed, shit was scary. It was supposed to be the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, um, but uh, there was too many, you know, things going on with the uh, creator of it and whatnot. But Nick Cage plays a janitor at a. It's broke down, right? Like there's, they don't actually do. I can't remember if they it was broke down or if they. The town was. They, they fuck I know up the his car. Was, right. He's got a fast car. He's got a fast car. And, and it breaks. Right. I think he pops a tire or something and needs to bring it to the shop. And exactly. They're, gonna, like, they're like, it's going to be like 12 days. It's the typical, um, you know, redneck, you know, you get lost in a redneck town and then the, the whole town's in on it type shit. You know what I mean? Where the guys, the, the mechanic's like, all right, uh, yeah, it's going to be like a, a month for you to get your car back, uh, you know, for something that takes like three hours of fucking work. And, you know, he's got all the parts in the back. Anyway, so he's like, you're going to have to stay in town. And he's like, well, I might as well get a job. By the way, Nick Cage don't say a fucking word in this whole movie. Did I mention that? He doesn't say a thing. And oh, according to the Rotten Tomatoes, they have this at its number 33 movie out, okay. of, out, of, the, out of the 88 that they out have of, listed. All right. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd rate it see, higher. I'd rate it higher. I'd, I'd rate it in his top 10. I'd go top 10. But, all right, so he gets... Stuck in this town, so he's like, you know, he talks to, starts talking to the mayor and and the sheriff and all that, and they're like, well, you know, we need somebody to to clean up here and and make sure, you know, you know this the they don't tell him the history of the the, the place, and apparently a lot of uh, kids were murdered, and um, because of the animatronics, um, and uh, there were were they people in suits at the time. Or were they always robots? Because I don't remember. They were always robots. They were they have people's robots. souls. Yes, they have people's souls. Which is why they said, if you're familiar with the games Five Nights at Freddy, it's basically the plot to that game. Um, but Nicolas Cage plays a badass janitor. Mute, I'm assuming. Or he just doesn't want to talk. A quiet loner, I a would A quiet consider. loner. That's a very good good way to put it. And uh, basically, these animatronics come to life. And uh, they try to, you know, kill whoever goes into that building at night. Um kids, adults, whether, whatever. And Nick Cage ends up taking them all out, killing all the animatronics one by one and uh, basically just sweeps them off into a fucking room, cleans up every room after he's done murdering all the fucking, uh, you know, the, the, the animatronics and then ends up at the end, you know, taking some of the kids with him that he did, met with him and then left. Like, it's it's a weird fucking movie that shouldn't work at all but it does and if you like nick cage weird you're gonna like this movie that's all i'm saying it's 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 really not much you can go into on it that that's basically the plot one of the uh the critics of the hollywood reporter said at this point cage's movies don't have to be reviewed but rather stamped with an official certification of weirdness (laughs) i agree that's a great fucking review. That is it. <laughs> that 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 is a fine review. That is definitely a fine review. I I agree with that one hundred percent. Because yeah, like I said, Willy's Wonderland's weird. If you can go find it, find it. Um, 
it's it's definitely one to watch because they are going to make a sequel. Uh, he was talking about it. Yeah. So there's a couple of the I will I will talk about his one of his lowest rated films okay. now, which is Grand Isle. According to this, the 2019 film has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It says no consensus yet. Now, why does it have no consensus? I don't know. It's a movie. I thought the Rotten Tomatoes reviewed fucking everything. I thought they saw it's everything. It's not bad. He plays a good Vietnam like uh, war guy. Okay. Uh, his wife is nuts. They be hiding children in the basement. Uh, the, his wife is making passes at this young fella. A storm comes. The boy can't leave. He decides, I guess I'm spending the night with these crazy bastards. <laughs> he's got himself a girlfriend, so he's like, I don't know, man, I don't know. But you know, you know. the wife is, she, she's a hottie, and she's going to get what she wants. Mm. So she get what she, she wants. She get what she wants. And then he's like, oh, man, now i got to kill you because that's my wife, and uh, you, you, were, you were ungentlemanly with her. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. They want to kill each other, like Nick Cage and his wife, and okay. they want to both kill, like, this guy, and, yep, it's a movie, all so right. So it's like the War of the Roses, almost. Like that's So kinda... that's Zane's synopsis. All right. Now, he plays a character named Walter in this film. Walter. Yep, Walter. Now, Walter and his neglected wife lure a young stranger into their Victorian home to escape from a hurricane. When a man is charged with murder by Detective Jones, he must reveal the couple's wicked secrets. To save himself. I think my review was better. I think it was. I think, I think my synopsis I really, really, synopsis really drove home it. the point. I think it captured it. That was, that was good. Hey, Zay, have you seen uh, Vampire's Kiss? Uh, I want to say I have, but honestly, I don't remember. It, it was in, it was a late 80s movie. Um, it was He played a, uh, um, a publishing executive, and he had a, a, a one-night stand with a, a neck biter thought was a vampire and a so yeah it, she just really liked to like it, it, i don't think there was a real vampire in the movie i think it was all nick cage thinking he was turning into a vampire the whole movie just eating people just like going crazy acting all fucking like letting the mania take over because he's getting all into his own head mm. so it's one of those like you don't know if he really is and you don't know if he isn't because they don't really go into if it's a real vampire you know what i'm saying like it's it's not like a supernatural saying. movie. It's what I'm saying. It's just a a movie played with a possibility of being a supernatural movie. So that's the only way I can really explain that one. And it's Nick Cage being a total fucking whack job. Trying to find it on my list here about what they rated this one as. Vampire's Kiss Vampire's is probably way Kiss. low. I don't think so. I, I think it's one of his er, you know one of his earlier not earlier but you know eighty actually sixty one at thirty five okay. So Willy's Wonderland beat out Vampire's Kiss. Oh, shit. All right, well, I, I could, maybe. Uh, I could see that. So he's a vampire. He's a vampire. Oh, he's a vampire. Yeah, but he's, but he's, I don't remember him actually being a vampire. I can't, then again, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't know if I've seen this one and I would watch it again. Yeah, I think I'm going to watch it again. I think I'm going to watch it again. Well, now, as you know, I've made it my life. You work. have. My life's work is to watch all of these films. Well, if you, if you don't watch that one by Thanksgiving, I think we'll get that one on Thanksgiving and pop that one on. Yep. So he plays Peter, it seems. Okay. And uh, seems to be making as much money and sleeping with as many women as possible. That's his life goals. That, that's his hey. life goals. Those are good goals, goals to have. Good goals to have. Yep. After a typical night of uh, soaring trendy bars 
for some action. Mm. Now, Peter, he manages to take home Sexy Rachel, played by Jennifer Beals, who bites him on the neck while, uh, you know, they're doing bow chicka bow wow. The next day, Peter is certain he is now a vampire and not just kinky (laughs) sex. And it wasn't just kinky sex that he was, uh, he's a vampire. Don't, no one shares his point of view, and he hasn't changed physically. He dons fake, fake fangs and begins stalking women. See, I told you. It like, sounds I, fun. Yeah. Like, sounds I, fun. I definitely don't think I've seen this film. Yeah, you. I, I remember seeing it possibly when it came out even. Like, my dad was a Nick Cage fan. My mom was like Moonstruck was her favorite movie forever. Yeah, one of Liz's favorites is uh, Raising Arizona, which I still am upset that I got that one wrong. But I haven't seen that film since I was a kid. Dude, I haven't seen most of his movies since like the ones that I've seen in a long time. Like, so I will I will tell you a little bit about another one of his newest films here. It is actually rated number two on on the list right now. Okay, on like the the movie scale or the weirdness scale? No, this is okay. This number two. He's getting Oscar buzz over this film. Shit, all right. Pig. Now I think I did speak about Pig a little last week. You mentioned it a little bit. Now he 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 is a hermit who lives out in the woods, whose only contact to the to the world is this young fella who is a truffle dealer. You know, and they live in the the food fancy city of Portland, Oregon. Portland, Portland, They're the opposite of Boston. Oregon, yeah, <laughs> they live out in Oregon. And uh, so he's got himself a truffle pig. Okay. And um, these two meth heads steal his truffle pig. Now, why they do, do they steal truffle, meth, truffle pig? Why? Because they were paid to do so by another truffle dealer. <gasps> and the other truffle dealer. Is his truffle dealer's father? Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Sorry if I'm ruining your film here. <laughs> but it's not really about that. It's about a man who was once seen larger than life as a as a chef, the best chef of Portland. Nobody best, could touch him. Best truffle chef in all of Portland. And uh, how he goes back into society to find his pig, but his pig is really symbolizing what he has lost. Oh. Not only spiritually, but physically. Oh. You know, I won't go into it more than that because honestly, it is a great film and. Sounds like it, an art it, piece. It wasn't as weird as I expected it to be. And I expected this one, guys. I rented this. I, Liz actually went out of her way to Kaksaki to rent this film for me. Oh, she went all the way to the fucking Kaksaki yep, Redbox? Yeah, Kaksaki Redbox <laughs> to get this one. Nice. Because they did not have it here in town. You couldn't order on anything? I probably could have, but I, as I told you, I just that's ordered yeah, yeah, my yeah, first film, true. and it was Prisoners yeah, of yeah. the Ghost Land. That's right. But, and, yeah, Redbox, you cannot beat a Price of Redbox movie. No, you can't. 185. Especially, especially since you can't rent. And, and I also get points, and I'm part of the Redbox faction, and I, I, I'm thinking about buying stock in them, but I really don't think it's worth it because no. they're, they're probably not going to make it. They do uh, But I do love the Redbox. Right? Yeah. No, well, they used to. I know I they used to. I seen the ones. I, I know in Walmart they did. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good film. He plays a very good role in it. It's not crazy Nick Cage. Huh. It's weird Nick Cage. It's melancholy Nick Cage. Okay. It's old, wise, sage Nick Cage who remembers every meal he's ever cooked for every person he's ever cooked it for. Wow. But it's it's heartfelt. It will make you cry. It's hands down. He's getting Oscar buzz over it. It's number two. The only movie to beat this one out, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it's honestly a movie that I cannot give him any credit for really 
Which movie was the one that beat it? Spider-Man oh, into the, the Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. Now, I really can't say that. I was like, that's, yeah. But he was Spider-Man noir. That was all he was. Yeah, yeah. It, so I don't see that really. I, I would definitely put Pig over this yeah. as a Nick Cage film. Right, because this was definitely. A voice acting is different. And that, yes, that he was does an a great ensemble job. cast, though. Yeah, and, and he does a great job. And Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. 100%. The, uh, the animation, the story, yeah. everything comes together in that film. Yeah. It's, it, it takes silly action, sorrow. It really mixes it all very yeah. well together. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, Return. Return to home. The far home, from home. Far from home. I still haven't seen it's Far actually from good, Home. Man. It's actually really good. I don't good. understand why. Uh, is is that still like a Fox owned movie? That one is technically. Because I cannot seem to get those ones on on any server. You know they're not on the Disney yet. No, nope. but you know what I think they are on. I think I've just learned that there is an on demand feature on Sling. Yes. And. There's also a record feature. Yes. Yeah. I had to record uh, AEW the first hour the other week, which yep. because you know Survivor's on the same night. Yes. So it is. Uh, you know, you know, there's there's conflict in, yeah, in, yeah. in the in the old Douglas household. Um, <laughs> God forbid we miss an episode of Survivor. Right. Like you know you couldn't no. stream that one first. No, you can't actually. Can't? Not the it's new weird. season. No, they have like 40 seasons <clears throat> available oh. on all types of streaming platforms, but not, not seasons this 41 one. through 44. Unless you've got Paramount Plus. Oh. Okay. Then you then could you stream the newest episode. You see, Paramount Plus is uh, is iffy because they got all the Nickelodeon shows that I liked back in the day too. So I'm like, no, it's not worth it. We already got Disney. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, we're just gonna go through here, and you you just stop me. Oh, no, I don't you... think I've I've never seen Red Rock West. Red Rock West, I seen once, and that was a long. I've never never seen it, so I'm not gonna talk about it. But I, I it's it's number three on their list. Okay, uh, from what I remember, it was uh it was decent. It wasn't anything like outstanding with him. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have a an out like his a memorable performance. Could call it that way. It was just Nick Cage, you know. Trying to be normal actor at that point. Ah, well, that that ain't that ain't good. Right, right, exactly. But even even when he was trying to be normal, I leaving Las Vegas. He's absolutely nuts. Oh God, yeah. You know, well, Face Off. He's absolutely crazy, which is our next movie. But <laughs> I, Moonstruck, he was a nut job in. He was a nut job in, and with one hand, yeah. uh, a butcher, a baker with one hand. Yep. That's right. He was a baker. When I keep wanting to Does say, he cut off his own hand in that or fingers? I can't remember if he did it. Or it got caught in a machine or something like that. Like, but they didn't show it, obviously. But, but. once again, Moonstruck is another one I can't really talk about because it has been so long. Yes. I, I can remember some bits and pieces of it, but I couldn't tell you. My mom could sit it. here for three hours telling you everything about that movie, <laughs> but uh, she ain't here. Face, Face off. off, best fucking movie. But he didn't. He was playing John Travolta almost the whole movie, and it was great. And John Travolta was playing Nicolas Cage the whole movie almost, and it was great. I like them in that 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 I would watch a face off too if they made it. See, I liked it. It was good, but I don't give it as much credit as really? other people do. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I really actually like the beginning when they don't have their faces switched. Yeah. I I, I think once the the, the face switch happens, it kind of gets a little I'm like, "Ah, it's it's just another action film." Right, movie. right, right. Like, you know, it's like uh uh what is it like? You know, Freaky Friday. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. With, with guns. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Um, but I was a fan. I think mainly it's nostalgia for me, though, because at that time period, you know, uh, John Travolta was out with like um, uh, Kit Shorty and Pulp Fiction and all them. You know what I mean? Like that was his big comeback decade, like the early '90s or late '90s. And uh, I think that and Nicolas Cage was just. Always, 
<laughs> him being crazy is fucking that role. Like, I think that's one of the ones that actually got me hooked on him was Face Off. I think I watched it like eight times in a row, like one or two times. It wasn't released till two. Th- that doesn't. No streaming. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm no, like, no. 2007. I feel like that's that's no, all. No, no. That Face Off came out in '97 or '98. Something like that. And I'm surprised it says release date streaming. Why doesn't it give me a release date? Uh, uh, whatever. 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 Anyway. You know, I think I also have something against John Woo. I think I do. Really? I think I do. I, I am not a fan of any of the John Wick movies. Really? I think they're terrible. Uh, all right. No, I think they're I absolutely can... terrible. Yeah. You know, I can understand the first one a little bit. You know, you killed their dog. So I can understand, but, yeah. it, but he's so angry that he has to do it for two more movies? <laughs> and another one. There's another one coming out. <laughs> That's going to be, yeah. Goddamn. All right, so what I, that face-off movie was, I, I, it's one of my, not favorites, but it's one I could watch, and I'd watch a second one. How about Adaptation? I don't think I've ever seen this. Never. I do believe that he what's won the, an Oscar, or okay. no, I think. Uh, what's the synopsis of this one? Because maybe I did, I just don't remember the name. I could tell There's you. There's a lot of movies that I've seen of his that I probably don't remember. He plays Charlie, a confused L.A. screenwriter, overwhelmed by feelings of inadequacy and sexual frustration, of course. Of course. Self-loathing and, and by screenwriting ambitions of his freeloading twin brother, Donald, who is Nicolas Cage. Oh. Oh, wait. He plays both? He does, because oh, oh. it's a twin brother. Oh, I gotta watch oh, this. Oh, man. How come it's, I haven't seen this? It's Charlie and Donald, both oh. by Nicolas Cage. Okay. It's like a goddamn Doctor Strange love. Hell yeah. <laughs> While struggling to adapt, um, the Orchid Thief, uh, which is a a book, I'm guessing. Yes. Played by Meryl Street. You know, Charlie. It says Kaufman's lifespan, but we're, we'll say Charlie, or maybe it was Donald. I don't know. <laughs> Life spins. From pathetic to bizarre. This all sound pretty good. The lives yeah. of Kaufman's, Orlean's book becomes strangely inter- intermingled as each one searches uh, for, 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 uh, for passion with each other. Oh, that sounds that sounds all right. That sounds yeah, all right. I'm, and Meryl Streep. I like me some Meryl yeah, Streep. I'm down to watch anything with Nicolas Cage playing twins. So, yep. Raising Arizona. Great movie. Great movie. He takes care of a baby. He does. He's got a mustache. Yes, he does. And a pseudo-mullet. Yep. And it's great. And the next con meets the next cop. How, and, and hilarity ensues, That's of course. It. You know, they, they follow that very common trope. Put a baby, put an ex-con, or a con, and a cop. You're good. That That's gold. And John Goodman's in it. And John Goodman's in it. And it got a 91%. 91%. Now, honestly, I could see why. Because that's, that is, that is like, when you're talking about 80s, um... Action comedies. Yes. It's in there. It's it is. in there. You it know, is. it's it's right up there with, with Lethal Weapon. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I agree with that 100%. That's great um, you know, comparison, actually. Yeah, I can't say it's like Police Academy, though, because it's not. Police Academy is on a whole other level. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, I, I I don't know that he was in this movie, this Teen Titans Yes, go, he was. He was movie. Superman. Oh yeah! Oh, he this finally was, got this to play Superman. Was in Superman. Yeah. Now I, I, I gotta tell you, I um, I don't like Teen Titans Go. I'm not a big fan of the Teen Titans Go. I mean, I do when they, like when they, the first Teen Titans animated series. Great. Phenomenal. Great. So why they turned it into this garbage? It was beyond me. I do like though that it's in continuity. 
It is. That's the problem. They actually, know. like, switched it over. Like, oh, we're just going to change this. Yeah. And, uh, it's the same show. It like, is definitely the same We're going to keep the storyline, but we're going to completely change how, yeah. the, you know, the atmosphere yeah, and the exactly. vibe of this whole thing is. Yeah. No, but he played Superman in that, and honestly, he's very good at it. He finally got to play Superman, people. <laughs> now, this is one that I, I, I can honestly tell you, and this is where people are going to be like, how are you going to have a Nicolas Cage November, Zane, and you've never seen Leave in Las Vegas? Because I've never actually seen you've it. Never actually I've seen never it, actually huh? watched it all. Like, all There's right. no way I have. Because I would remember it. You would it. remember it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you should definitely take a look at that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, that was actually one of the first movies that I saw um, that I really liked. He won Elizabeth. the Oscar for this He one. did, and I really liked Elizabeth Shue in that movie, too. She played very well off of him. It's it's really good. You should definitely watch it. I thought that that was, um, what's her name? Alicia Silverstone. Oh, no. Just yeah. looking at the picture? Just the, the, actually, you can. If you just take a glance, I, I, yeah. I you, love me some Alicia Yeah, I do, too. Clueless, Clueless is a movie that I can watch over and over and over again. Yes. Doesn't and, matter how many times. And she looked good in that back you know, suit, too. <laughs> now, things got a little iffy when you start fucking your stepbrother. A little bit. Kind of. Little, but they weren't together. They weren't like, the, the, the family wasn't yeah, together that long. Still, they didn't still. weren't raised together, you know. Yeah, but, you know. Paul Rudd, though. Paul, Paul it's Rudd. Paul Rudd. You know, how do you not say Ryan, no? How do you say no to Paul Rudd? Ryan Beck's own Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sexiest man alive. Owns Paul Sam Rudd. Owns Sammy's chocolate shop. Yeah, now, you it, know. Local local man, sexiest man alive. There you go, Paul Rudd. Yeah. And and he's a nice guy. He is a very yeah, nice guy. I, I do. You know, I do. I, I yeah, would for some head. I'd probably. I'd probably, probably I'd, oblige. It's Paul Rudd. Come on now. I wouldn't even ask for some of that chocolate. Yep. <laughs> now the next one surprised me. I had no idea they actually put Color Out of Space in the top ten. I've never seen this. is This is another fairly new one. Just came out 2019. I watched this one two weeks ago. Okay. Um, you know and. Uh, it's based off of in uh, I want to say H.G. Wells, not H.G. Wells, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Okay, one of his short stories in the same name. Color Out of Space is a uh, it, it's about an alien life form that comes down in the form of a meteor okay. that uh, interacts with technology to um, basically block all communication, and it kind of does something funny to the water. Okay. And um, slowly but surely takes out this whole town. And the problem is, with this town that they're in, uh, they want to build this huge reservoir, this new you know, water and power infrastructure okay. that's going to supply big cities and everything with the water from their town. But it seems that this life form infects the water, okay. and by doing so, infects its uh, inhabitants and changes them. Oh. Uh, it changes them to uh, – now, Cheech Marin – or no, uh, Tommy Chong Tommy is Chong. in this film. He plays a great character who has a cat named G-Spot. Oh, man. Oh, yes. A See? cat named G-Spot. Now, if you, if you know any of Lovecraft stuff, that he uh, loved cats. Oh, yeah. And there is an, always a cat in every one of his stories. And, uh, yep, G-Spot G is, uh, is great. It's really, you know, it, you know, it does not fail. Right. See, it must be fate talking about Tommy Chong because our guest later on, Lexi, actually told a story while we were talking about her smoking with Tommy Chong. 
It's kind of funny. So, and she outsmoked him, according to her. Out, well, he's Out, old. He's man. old now. He doesn't oh, smoke yeah, as much as they even smoking. And uh, so, we'll, I'll let her talk about that. But anyway, keep going. I just had to bring that up while his name was fresh. Once again, another one that I have not seen because I actually wanted to see the first one, which I've watched parts of, and it's a fucking nutty film. Right. <laughs> Bad Lieutenant, the first one. Right. But this is Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call. Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a restaurant in Catskill? It is. Port of Call, New Orleans. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, this is uh, got him. And... Oh, wait. Looks like we have a breakthrough coming in from Andre Gower. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Zane. You did, though. I did. You did cut me off. I did. You cut me off right in the middle of Bad Lieutenant. I did, and I'm sorry. We're going to have to pick that up as soon as... Uh, That's all right. Well, I actually haven't there seen There he is. It. I haven't seen Joe, either. You haven't seen Joe? But go ahead. Introduce right. our guest. Well, I will. As soon as he connects to the audio, and uh, I see him now. Do you, can you hear me, sir? I can. All right, great. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us again. Uh, If you didn't notice, man just broke in here is Mr. Andre Gower, and he's been on the show before. He is, uh, you know, uh, you've probably seen him when he was, you know, a a kid in a movie called Monster Squad. And if not, you've seen him now promoting the shit out of Wolfman's Got Nards, a documentary about it. And, uh... I actually really liked that documentary. I think I liked it more than Monster Squad, honestly. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll take that. I'll, we'll take that. We'll right? take that. Right. So, so um, now I, I wanted to have you on mainly, sir, uh, because you had a little um, issue, uh, you know, uh, recently. Mm. Um, would you like to talk about it? I know you had a. I, you know, it's. Sure. Good, you know, uh, would you like to, to? How How are you feeling? For one, how How are you feeling? You know, I'm actually feeling pretty good. Um, I, it's been four months and change, yeah. I think now. Um, uh, for those who don't know, um, I had a, <laughs> a, a massive heart attack on July 3rd. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that sucker almost took me out. Um, luckily, I... Uh, I mean, a lot of things conspired in my favor that Saturday morning to uh, allow me to make it through that hour. (laughs) That's really all it was. And um, I got to where I needed to be, you know, you know, luckily because mainly because of my buddy that I was with uh, and then the help that I got immediately uh, uh, that I needed. Uh, But I'm feeling pretty good. Um, You know, I've had a few checkups. I actually had um, my f- uh, first and latest uh, cardiologist uh, kind of deep testing uh, just yesterday, in fact, or the day before. But no, yesterday. Okay. And, um, you know, scans, echoes, uh, EKGs, uh, nuclear stress test where they inject you with a radioactive isotope and kind of see how the blood flows working in your, in your heart regions. Um, and all of that, apparently, according to my cardiologist, uh, looks really good. Um, so going from this massive event that, you know, was almost it to, um, you know, recovering over the last couple of months and taking it easy and, and, and being, um, you know, kind of vigilant and trying not to overdo it, which right. is really hard for me to do. <laughs> Uh, that, that's really kind of the, the biggest challenge is for me to not, uh, uh, you know, kind of go overboard with stuff. But, um, I, I actually just got back from traveling for like six weeks 
Yeah, I was, was on the road for six weeks doing a bunch of appearances and conventions, and uh, it was it was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you have like any knowledge beforehand of like anything wrong that might have set it off, or was it just like out of the blue? You know, I think it's one of those things which is sort of kind of what I like to you know talk about or let people know. Uh, it's real easy to look back you know, in hindsight or Monday morning quarterback and go, right. Oh, maybe that was a signal or maybe that was the thing that I should have paid more attention to or paid more weight to this, uh, you know, kind of feeling or this reaction or something. Right. Um, you know, really the kind of main thing that I noticed was, uh, uh I, I wasn't as active as I would want to be over, you know, the last year. And so when I, when I would be active, uh, you know, I'd be like, wow, I'm just getting old. I don't have my wind uh, or, you know, I'm just uh, getting old. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, maybe that, you know, you know, wasn't all of it. Um, one thing that I did notice uh, all year uh, is that uh, I had had some uh, annoying fluid retention that I just couldn't really like, you know, delete right or you know get rid of and i thought that was just you know i'm just out of shape i'm you know i'm eating okay but i'm not really kind of like burning these calories so to speak or being as active as i need to be uh and but i realized that this fluid wasn't like it wasn't like fat because it was like changing every day like my fluid like in my face a little bit around my waist uh and ironically right after my heart attack and i got out of the hospital uh like 60 70 percent of that fluid retention was gone oh, uh and uh, you know I, I think what it was is i just uh i had had some blockage i had had some you know uh less than optimal output of my heart you know that would clear everything out that would be helpful and and uh you know optimal um you know that was maybe a thing um i'm not diagnosing anybody here of course but right, right. uh you know it's in and then if you feel you know, weird things or you're out of breath or you just don't feel right. Like my thing now is like, Hey, uh, go get, go get it checked. You should get checked out regularly anyway, which right. is actually something that I've been up front and saying that I haven't been over the last couple of years. I've just been, uh, uh, lazy is a part of it, a little undisciplined, um, distracted by a few other things. Uh, I don't want to blame, you know, pandemic and shutdown and things, but right. you know, a lot of stuff got out of whack during that time. Um, just just go get something looked at. I mean, what does it cost you? A couple hours and exactly. an appointment. Um, you know, very, you know, very minor things can, uh, you know, can lead to, to things down the road and simple checkups and just getting something looked at or scanned or, you know, paid attention to can make a big difference. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're okay, man. Like, really. Like, it, it, it put a shock to me, like, when I heard that you had artists. I was like, uh, this dude's not much older than me, man. And I'm like, that, that scared <laughs> the shit out of me for a minute. I'm like, I can go any day. I could go. This, this this ain't right. I'm 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 neurotic. I can't. You know. I, I hear something like that. And I'm like, oh, what about me? No. Right. <laughs> I am right. stuck well, on you the know, part. It's, and thanks. I appreciate. I, I'm glad. I feel better and able to, you know, come out the other side of that. You know, weird Saturday morning and and talk about it. But uh, uh, yeah, you you never know. I mean, you just, you know, yeah. it's. Uh, this is not the thing that I thought would jump up and kind of try to take me out. You know, I thought it would be. Um, you know, the, the meteor or like, you know, a rogue, a rogue transit bus or something, but, uh, you know, this things that jumped up and went, I got you today. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the radioactive part. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you get yes. any powers? Can, have you found that you can walk on walls, perhaps shoot spider webs from weird areas? <laughs> well, you know, that's uh, what I'm trying to determine. Like I said, it was just yesterday. Um, I'm actually currently sitting in the dark, and so I think I'm just radiating all this light. Right <laughs> so it's like it's I, there's no power on in the house right now. It's just me. <laughs> Also, you mentioned, though, that you've been torn, doing a lot of cons and stuff again. How does it feel to be back out there, you know, promoting and uh, just seeing the people, seeing the fans? Uh, You know, despite, you know, the world shutting down for a year and a half or, you know, almost two years now, uh, and then going through this kind of uh, heart attack scare, uh, it feels awesome. Uh, you know, I, it, it, it would probably, you know, be ramped up. I think everybody's happy that we're able to go out and do things and see movies or go to a concert or, you know, uh, you know, go to a show or, or the grocery store. Um, but to go to something like a convention or a screening or a film festival, uh, although being cautious and, you know, taking precautions and washing your hands and not licking on other people like you would normally do. Um, so on a regular I basis. I find myself um, trying not to lick on people. It's really hard. That's true. You know, like people, doorknobs, handrails, yeah, um, windows, you know, airline tray tables, you know, just yeah. don't lick those anymore. Just stop. <laughs> just, damn, it's going to be hard. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you no, know, it, it actually felt great because I think it was sort of a, a coming together of both sides of the world, like personally being able to get out and see people and celebrate not being, um, uh, you know, in a, in an urn <laughs> somewhere. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the people, you know, kind of celebrating after being, you know, kind of shut in for so long. Uh, it, it was a very cool kind of, uh, you know, experience for those, for those number of weeks and can't wait to, you know, continue that going forward. Cause we're already uh, booking the next appearances. Yeah. I was about to say, do you have anything upcoming that you're going to be doing? Uh, not on the books that's announceable, but, gotcha. uh, stay tuned. Um, I'll let you know, uh, you know, follow the socials, uh, but some good shows with some big names, you know, next year, uh, you know, cons c- conventions always like anniversary years and, um, either fortunately or unfortunately, we're coming up on another anniversary oh. year for monster squad. <laughs> so, uh, it rhymes with 35 Oh my God. and, um, so it's crazy. So I think a lot of people are jazzed about that. Not only not being able to see anybody for the last year or two uh, and all these you know shows being shut down. Uh, I, th- I think we'll have a, a pretty good year in 22. Nice. Um, now, this is Nicolas Cage month here. Uh, in Nick the, Cage, Nick Cage November. November here on the, uh, the, the, the podcast. And I was curious as to... Now you've been, you know, in the game for a while. You've obviously seen a Nick Cage movie or two. <laughs> uh, I, I have. I have. Now, like, no, I've never heard of the guy. Never heard of him. Oddly, never. Who is this Nicholas that you speak? Who is this guy? What is, what's your go-to Nick Cage movie? Oh, good grief! Um, I mean, it's either got to be Valley Girl or Leaving Las Vegas. Sorry, we were just talking about Leaving Las Vegas. I haven't seen it. He hasn't seen it yet, and this man is like a Nick Cage. I made it my mark. life's purpose to really? watch all 88 films. <laughs> that he's credited for anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Valley Girl's one of mine because I thought that, you know, uh, he played the, 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 the punker, I guess, pretty well back then. And uh, him and, um, oh, God, what was the lead girl's name? Uh, Jesus. Hold on. He's got oh, this. Oh, come on. Uh, come on. Oh, I can't remember. No, I, I can't remember. You, you know what? You know it. Uh, it's. Not, it was it uh, Moon Unit Zappa. 
No, no. The, the song. The, the song, song was by was her. A... Yeah. God, no, fuck. Deborah Foreman. That's it. Deborah Foreman. God damn it. Yeah. No, see, I've, I haven't seen that movie in forever, but I did. I used to watch that movie a lot. My mom, like I was telling him, was uh, in love with Moonstruck. She watched it like a million times with Nick Cage and, and Cher. She's well, like, you, you asked about my favorite Nick Cage yes. movie or movies, and I say Valley Girl and Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm not quite sure it's because of Nick Cage. It may be because of Deborah Foreman and Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> so those could definitely be the reason. That's a good call. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was also telling him before, Elizabeth Shue was really did was one of my favorite movies that she was in next to adventures oh. of babysitting so <laughs> <laughs> really dating myself uh so oh yeah what is it oh sorry he's on his uh he's on his uh the the, the imdb page or one of these pages here well I had, to, I had to find out more about uh, about who that was oh okay yeah well he just he, he just yeah who deborah for oh yeah yeah deborah foreman delish delish <laughs> Yes, Deborah. Deb, Deborah is Italian for delish. Yes, yes. <laughs> now oh. she's awesome. She's in a ton of your favorite movies of of an era, and uh, I've got to be at a couple shows that she's at. Um, oh, really? In the presence, and uh, you're like, "Oh, that's Deborah Forbes." <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had any interactions with Nick Cage at all? Anywhere? No, not that I can recall. I'm sure there was like years and years ago, um, but nothing too recent. Um, uh, that would be, uh, it'd be kind of cool to, I guess, hang out with him now. Or you know, is he? <laughs> I'd be, is he I'd be just really interested like, to hang out with Nick Cage. Right I, now. I think he's a self-fulfilling prophecy, maybe of just, <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, but you know, you got to give credit where credit is due because he's created his own kind of. I, I mean, I think he's purposely created a cult of personality at, right. at, a, at a very early stage. Uh, but not unlike other people have done the same thing, he has fulfilled that cult of personality by, you know, expanding that, you know, kind of uh, that that gravity of, of, of what he causes. Um, you know, whether, you know, most people that are really good, uh, you know, if we're talking about artists, they're all a little mad in the head. And um, I don't think he's any different. And you know, a lot of people, you know, will probably want to, you know, drag him down or say crazy things like, you know what, you're not him. Um, and, and if you're going to drag him, then don't ever, I love people that drag people in general that know everything about somebody and can quote their movies or their songs. And I'm like, for someone who you don't really like, you know, everything about, you know, it's really weird. Exactly. Um, if you didn't really like somebody, you should know nothing about them. It'd be like, I refuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But See, you know, hey, who, who um, loves him and knows nothing about him. Yes, I, I've really just learned in the last month where I've had to like do some investigative work and find out that he did not write a memoir yet. He reads a Nick Cage memoir from one of his own movies where he's having erotic sex and drinking milk. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I think that's just Wednesday at the Cage Manor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But now he's getting Oscar buzz for this movie Pig, which I I saw and thought was going to be this wild ride of a crazy Nick Cage. Instead, was a very wonderful, well-done film. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen Pig yet, but uh, I have close friends that um, would never steer you wrong and say, holy crap, you've got to see Pig. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he was just telling me I haven't seen it yet, so I got to I got I got to watch that one. Definitely. Um. So, Andre, I really don't want to keep you that long. Um, I, I really oh, just I'm wanted good. to check up on you, man, and see how you were doing. 
Because, you know, you've been... Wait, I mean, I come over, I log in, and, like, you know, that's it? No, no, no. I didn't know we had something else to do. So yeah. let's talk yeah, about Nick Cage. Out, what we were doing with this you whole, for a while. I mean, this whole thing, right, we were talking about Nick Cage's movies today. Like, we, we, all right. That's the only reason I brought up Nick Cage before, because we've literally, that's all we're doing. We're not even playing music today, today. man. We were just talking Nicolas Cage. So, well, yeah, we knew that we were having you on today, yes. too, as well. So I was like, well, I, I won't play any movies. I'll just talk about silly, silly things till yeah. he comes yeah. on. So that's all yeah. I've been doing. But, um, well, I mean, and Nick Cage is, uh, I, I guess silly works. Um, but I think when Sid well, Cage, when I talk when, about when it, Cage, it doesn't sound very, very uh, educated. <laughs> ah, I mean, I, I'm no Nick Cage expert. I just like, you know, what he does in a lot of his stuff. And, um, you know, I bring up something like Valley Girl. Uh, I, I think Valley Girl hits home because uh, I'm from the Valley. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's. it's uh, you know, you grow up in that, you know, kind of ethos almost, uh, that atmosphere. And what's really interesting about something like Valley Girl, uh, with sort of the vulnerable, like the the punk kids, like the cool kids, you know, which turned into the goth kids, which yep. turned into, you know, the, the you know, the whatever kids. Yeah, uh, you know, but, you know, the, the, punk, the punks at the time that were kind of the, you know, they turned into alternative in the early 90s. And, yeah, yep. Uh, they were always the kind of offshoots or the different ones. But if you look at most of them, uh, and he does this well in this movie, is they're super vulnerable. And, uh, you know, all of the, like the makeup or the hair or the weird clothes that don't conform uh, is just sort of the, you know, kind of shield, um, you know, to, to who they are. And they're trying to connect to something uh, that isn't as easily accessible as kind of the, you know, popped collar on the, you know, Lacoste shirt and the khakis in the Valley and, and the preppies and the, and, and the Valley kids. Uh, I, I, I identified more with the Valley kids right. than the over the hill city kind of, or, or the, the punk crew. Uh, and they were much more interesting. <laughs> uh, look, the, the preps and the, and the, and the Valley kids were, you know, that's pretty, I don't say vanilla in a derogatory word, but uh, vanilla and it's just, it's the bland, most out there flavor. It's just so easy. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, what happens in, in kind of culture like that. And the ones that rail against that are, are really kind of the, uh, you know, rebels a word that's passed around, but they're just don't, it, it, they're like, that's so easy. Like, why wouldn't you be something else? And so I always wanted to be as cool as, you know, maybe the, you know, the greasers or the, or the punks or, uh, but I was around, you know, the Valley kids more or the preppies more. And I was preppy for a little bit. I had, you know, I was going to say, you know, my, it, you know, you, you were pretty much in the middle of the, uh, you know, the, the whole mall kid explosion, uh, you know, in the, the early yeah. mid-80s and, and 90s. So what are you going to do? I mean, it, it's tough to not be swallowed up by that. Yeah. Um, I always wish I was kind of cool enough to you know, not be that, but I, I what I did is I, I found out that I was, I was, I was independent. I got you. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really, you know, jump with two feet into, you know, one world or the other. I, li- I like to either, you know, uh, you know, I, I have plenty of pictures where I'm like, what are you wearing? <laughs> it's like, wow, how, what, where did that come from? That makes no sense. I'm like, you know what it did to me? Yep, exactly. <laughs> like, it was like, I made my own my own thing. And sometimes I'm part of a group and sometimes I don't fit in. I'm over here on the side by myself. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, 
it, it, it's it's interesting to look back at that time. <laughs> it's funny you say that you lived that, yet here on the East Coast, you know, we didn't know what a Valley Girl was till the movie, movie Clueless. Came out. Yeah. Till, no, till even well, Clueless right. came out, really. And somebody that's right. a little younger that's who true. didn't know about Valley Girl, they, you know, you didn't hear people say as if till till you know Elisa Silverstone was saying it, and then it became a thing in 1998. That's that's right. true. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, especially in our area too. Like we're we're from like bumfuck middle of nowhere in like mid-state New York. Not even upstate. We're like mid-state, and like we have nothing but like trees. You have to like look for a beach, honestly. So you ain't finding right. no like no beach culture. No, you know, everybody around here was pretty uh, country without being country. Like we didn't have like, right. You know, we had malls, but our malls were garbage. They were, they were good right. malls at the time. Do not, do not talk about our malls All right, that no, way. Sorry, the Kingston Mall. I miss you. Yeah, I do miss the mall. Were you a mall kid? Like, did you hang out in a lot of malls? Yeah, um, I did. Um, you know, it was the. You know, we were hanging out the Sherman Oaks Galleria before it was the Sherman Oaks Gallery. You know, before the movie made it famous, or before Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of swung on the balloon and right, commando right. and. Uh, you know, kind of at the time that, you know, Judd Reinhold was kicking, you know, Eric Stoltz out for not wearing a shirt. Um, you know, that's, that's the food court at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. So that's, uh, that's, that's my kind of like second mall. Okay. Uh, but I, I grew up in the north end of the valley, which was like uh, Northridge, Porter Ranch, Granada Hills. And we had the Northridge Mall. Northridge and mall? so that was our home base. And then we got to go and be cool and hang out at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. Yeah, we had uh, we had the Kingston Mall, then we had what Crossgates, <laughs> and then Poughkeepsie. Yeah, the Poughkeepsie Gallery, and then you had the Dirt Mall, the That's South right, Hills the Dirt Mall. Mall. All right, I got drunk in that mall, and then you could stay in that movie theater for hours. Yeah, I'm a, I'm you could a just go in at noon, and you know you'd bring a bottle in with you, and then you just kind of wake up whatever time, and you know, and uh, you would just walk out. <laughs> I don't know if they ever even locked it. <laughs> I don't think they did. <laughs> yeah. The you know, growing up and going to the mall, especially, you know, with, with, you know, my age of that era, um, I was sort of the, I would say second class, uh, not in hierarchy, but like the, the next, the second generation right. of awesome mall culture. So there was a group ahead, um, you know, and, you know, just because of age and, but, you know, start, it's, it's great, you know, back, you know, walk around the mall and you either, you know, ask a girl to go to the mall with you and walk around aimlessly for hours uh, or you go try to meet girls at the mall or you hang out with your, you know, silly friends and, you know, eat bad pizza at the food court. And, Marshall um, met his wife at a mall. I did. Me and my wife were both working at the mall when I met each other. And uh, yeah. we went from being mall rats to working in the mall to... Right getting married and having five children so well that's how it happens i mean that's uh, that doesn't get any more americana yeah. you know if you tried the, the, uh, and you mentioned mall rat i mean the mall has become such a thing with a you know a generation or two that uh, you know we we make movies about it you know literally still almost to this day and you know it's sort of weird me being you know a regular kid growing up in the valley and going to the mall with your sixth grade friends or your seventh grade friends and uh, and then you know, I remember since we were talking about Sherman Oaks Galleria, which is sort of the, you know, the, the epicenter, uh, I had to go have, there was like a big Fox publicity day where myself and a couple other kids and a cast of 21 Jump Street were in the first floor of the mall signing autographs for like two hours. And 
you know, it's so you're just like, this is weird. Like I was just shopping here a couple of days ago. Now I'm signing autographs for the same kids that are lining up to meet all these kids on shows. And, uh, you know, not very many people get to do that. So, uh, you know, you got to appreciate that a little bit. That's funny, man. Like you mentioned 21 Jump Street. Most people would say, how is Johnny Depp in person? I'm going to ask, how is Peter DeLuise in person? <laughs> uh, I, I think I'd actually met Peter years before that during something I can't remember, but uh, he was actually a nice guy. Uh, all those kids were nice. I mean, especially right, right. at that time. And, you know, Depp only did the show for like what one or two seasons. Yeah, at the most, I think um, two seasons. Yeah, and then um, uh, got replaced by Richard, Richard Rico. Richard Rico, <laughs> yeah. Um, who, 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 it was ironic. I was, uh, this is earlier this year, I was on. Uh, uh other podcasts multiple times and like like hey you know a lot of times uh, we usually just have our other friend and uh richard grico just like pop in live to our podcast i'm like and ryan lambert and i were on the show together we're like okay that's funny and then like this guy pops up wearing like this cool cowboy hat and a leather jacket i'm like who's that <laughs> he's like hey it's richard i'm like that's richard Grico. this is amazing really I, yeah dude i remember they, they gave him his own uh 21 jump street spinoff there for a hot season yeah so uh <laughs> you know i i think um you know it's funny because back at that time you know everybody likes to clown richard Grico as, as being sort of the replacement for johnny depp or whatever i'm like who's laughing now <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of a movie called Deadfall? Deadfall. Yes. I, I haven't seen it. I'm, Neither I'm sure have I. It's... But it has an absolute score of zero, and it was made in 1993, so I figured that somebody has had to see this movie, but nobody I know has seen this yet. No. So, 93 so this is my next is... one. I'm watching is it starring Nick Cage and Richard? Oh, Rico? absolutely! No, <laughs> no, Richard Rico was not in it, unfortunately. <laughs> and if not, can we make Deadfall two? And it has both of them in. It? That would absolutely. Be, I would watch that movie. I would give it a one. Yes. I would give it a one rating. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, and they doubled our score. That's the- right. <laughs> it's all because of Richard Grieco, man. It's all Richard Grieco. <laughs> hey, Maybe we should you. be having Richard Grieco month here on the show. Don't Richard sleep Grieco. on Richard Grieco, man. Every, yeah, I think he got a bad rap. That's right. He most certainly did. <laughs> so, Zane, what's the next ones here on this list here? I want to I bring up a couple more Nicolas Cage movies here and at least see if, if, uh, if you know, my dude Andre here has seen them or heard of them or okay. has any opinion on, on okay. them at all. <laughs> All right, I have to go to the movie Eight Millimeter. You know, it, oh yeah, it's number Good sixty-six movie. on his list of of eighty-eight films. Okay, now I remember I saw this movie when I was probably about thirteen years old, and it scared the life out of me. And it scared the life out of me because you know human trafficking is something that's real. Yeah, and his character dives in deep to you know the seedy underground of trying to track down you know this one girl, and I, it, it literally terrified me. I couldn't believe how scary this film was, and it still sticks to me this day because you know he's he finds this this small reel of an eight millimeter film, right. and he has to track down this woman in in this film. Okay, I, I vaguely remember the movie. I, oh, I, I think I've seen scared it. Scared the life yeah. out of me. Uh, really, um, I mean, dark is not the word, but uh, like you said, goes down into some deep underground, you know, stuff that most people don't want to go because they're uncomfortable. Uh, really, what eight millimeter, you know, shined a light on is that uh, 
stuff like that's been going on for a long, you know, for a long time. And, uh, you know, so eight millimeter, you know, the new movies are now, I mean, finding that old snuff film or whatever is on eight millimeter. And that story is basically just what the dark web is now. Yeah, that- Right. Uh, so it's it, what's scary is that it's not getting better. It's getting worse and it's just more accessible to everybody. Right. And uh, all you need is, you know, you know, tour, <laughs> you just, need, you know, a tour server access and you can find all of this, just, you know, you know, stuff that humans, uh, if we don't exercise that from our psyche, uh, we ain't going to make it. <laughs> Well, that was that was one that I had to bring up just because I was like that one. Remember, great movie. Left a very great very movie. lasting impression with me. Unlike, yeah, c- kind of goes in the category of Seven being so dark and gritty and weird. Um, and I think Seven obviously got a lot. But what year was uh, Eight Millimeter? Uh, ninety eight. Yeah. And what year was Seven? Two thousand. Seven had to have been two thousand two thousand one, maybe early early two yeah. thousands. So, yeah. So I, I I think sort of. They're like, hey, this is like eight millimeter, but a little bit lighter. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's got Brad Pitt instead yep. of Nick Cave. Yeah, exactly. And Morgan Freeman. And Morgan Freeman. <laughs> so it's totally safe. Yes, yes. You're like, Actually, oh, this movie's totally Seven safe. Seven came out before. Really? 1995, yeah. Wow. Seven came out I couldn't remember where Seven was. I didn't I'm I wasn't good on judging that one, but um, I'm, I'm terrible. Brad Pitt okay, so what age. they did with eight Miller was like it's seven but darker and weirder because we have Nick Cave. That, that, yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah, eight, eight millimeter was ninety nine. Yep. And then he did that gerbil movie, G Force. Uh, that was that was weird. <laughs> that had that Tracy movie. Morgan in it. That, uh, that was, I that watched was that on Thanksgiving one year. Did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> G Force. I thought that you know the, the gerbil thing. I thought it was a Harrison Ford movie, but it was, it was right. A right. Joke. I'm sorry. So, Richard so Gere too. Even I don't know if a lot of you've seen this one, <laughs> but a movie called Primal. Primal. I've heard of it, yeah. but I haven't got to see it. So. Now, yeah. now, now, yeah, he's a big game hunter who, right. who tracks it. down a uh, very rare white jaguar. Now, he was yeah. able to capture this jaguar, and then he has to g- get back on a, uh, a transport ship okay. and bring not only the jaguar, but a lot of other exotic animals back to wherever it is he's going from. Huh. And, of course... There are terrorists on the boat. Of course there is. And not only does he have to deal with the terrorists, but he has to deal with the animals. And and who's going to get out alive? Oh, shit. I don't know. It's, well, it was all right. It was okay. Not, not the terrorists. If I know <laughs> the terrorists don't make the it out. <laughs> I'm thinking the animals uh, are going to make it. And that's, uh, well, that ends up being, you know... Uh, uh, you know, assault on precinct thirteen, and you know, uh, hey, we got to uncage the animals if any of us are going to make it. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's primal. It's primal. Survival is primal. Yes, well, I tell you, I think that was the. I think that was the, that was the log line. <laughs> if 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 we knew that the world was coming to to a close, you know, and and the apocalypse was a coming. Releasing the animals from the zoo is one of the top priorities oh, on my yeah. list. Oh, that's the first thing I'm going to do. That's the first thing I'm going to do. It's on we, my bucket list that we, I want to release the animals from the zoo. We, what, what are you going to do? What, what people are you going to have? I hope no people. I'm going to go release every damn animal I can find. They're getting out. <laughs> Except for the problem is, like, give those animals a day and they'll be like, where's our lunch? Yeah, exactly. And then they're going to be, uh, all right, 
many like it's, it's, it's noon. Man. Where's where's our guy that gives us our lunch? They're like, just gonna lay we ain't there. gonna make it out here, man. Yeah, they're <laughs> gonna lay there and act all here. depressed. This is like, <laughs> bunch of millennials. What's, what's the next cage move? Is it like do you have like a random number generator, or are you? Oh, he's, he's going by. Uh, I'm I'm randomly grabbing different ones just, from uh, from a list of eighty eight, and. Uh, <laughs> So, Wait, so you like, said pro- was it uh, eight millimeter was sixty six of eighty eight? Yeah, so he, he's only done t- twenty two movies. He did twenty two movies last year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it seems like, I don't, that way. I don't know if those numbers. I don't know if those numbers are accurate. Eighty eight is what he has credited for right now. Actually, eighty nine because Prisoners of Ghostland, which is his newest film. Did, is not is 80, on this is list. Nor is Mandy. Yeah. Do I believe? Actually, I thought it was a now day. Mandy. Is a phenomenal film, right? Oh my gosh! I tell you what, so so Mandy is this eclectic story of him falling in love with another, uh, you know, an, a very artsy woman, very very off the grid. Want to you know want to kind of live alone, right? And you know they think that they'll never find love, but till they find each other, they find each other, you know, and things seem good. Reading poetry in bed, right? And then, you know, a group of uh, Satanists, you'd say, you know, come in and attack them and tie Nick Cage to a pole and then proceed to burn Mandy alive. Oh, no. The movie from them takes a very hard left turn. Um, <laughs> he is As sad, if it wasn't, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but then he, uh, he goes into the bathroom, you know. Typical Nick Cage. Typical Nick white Cage. White t-shirt. Going to okay. Pair of whitey tighties. Proceeds to drink a bottle. I could be vodka. Could be rubbing alcohol. Not quite sure. Okay. And then from there, he takes a trip to hell. And uh, there's there's pyramids. There is chainsaw battles. There is him eating a uh, some kind of hallucinogenic toxic slime, which. Uh, Fuels his whole revenge. That sounds like Mike Tyson. And it also has, oh my gosh, it's got the uh, the guy from Predator. He was he dies very early in the film. Very very dark skinned gentleman there. He was from Poughkeepsie. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. But it was it was Bill excellent. Duke. If you have not seen Mandy, I highly recommend it. Is it Bill Duke? Not sure it's he's, he's got this. He's like, who is in? You know I'm looking at him. He's got the. He's always got. I gotta look this up. He's gonna tell you. It's gonna drive. Like I, crazy. I don't want to be on on here. I just want to be sitting there yeah, telling, telling everybody else what. I caught. <laughs> I can um, fill people in. Have you since we're talking Nick Cage? Have yeah, you yeah, caught yeah. Uh, or did you? You catch are absolutely right, sir. Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Yeah. Um, the movie Mom and Dad. I heard see about Mom those. and Dad. I, it's actually, I think it's on that list. Oh, it, um, yeah, it is. I'm just, uh, I've, I've, I was actually looking at the bio of it, and I wanted to watch it. Have you, have you seen it? It was good. Yes, uh, it's, it. I saw it. I think I saw it at Fantastic Fest, and um, which it's a very Fantastic Fest esh movie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and because um, you don't really know what you're, you know, so it's basically this. Uh, uh, it's uh, open. It, like the opening act almost seems like it's not going to be a good movie because, like, it just looks kind of amateur and low budge, and like the dialogue's not awesome. And you're like, "What is something's going to happen here?" And then right. when everything starts happening, uh, it's pretty. It, it's it's pretty awesome. And 
the twist in this movie is really cool. It, it comes back and gets you. It's, it's well done, okay. even though it's a super simple movie. And um, it, it's uh, Nick Cage and Selma Blair are the parents, their mom and dad. And uh, the kids, um, they have kids. And there's something that goes <laughs> awry. And I can't, I think it's like a virus or a bacteria or something. And uh, uh, it, it creates the, um, I forgot the, the, the scientific term of when parents want to kill their children. And uh, so they, they go in, they, huh? <laughs> what, what do you say? Like, when, what would you say? Like Tuesday afternoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday. so the kid, the kids have to barricade themselves in the basement while Samuel Blair and Nick Cage get this kind of condition fresh. <laughs> and try to kill their own kids it's uh like i said then there's a twist it's great it's uh i, I thought it was clever it was certainly enjoyable uh and there's and you you expect nick cage to go nick cage right uh and he doesn't and that's sort of the cool part about the anticipation because you don't get the payoff except there's one little moment where he goes a little nick for a second uh, <laughs> and you're like there it is <laughs> you're like there it is nice. <laughs> yes they call it uh Tasha Robertson calls it this action is big, messy, bloody, and ridiculous, but there's actually a real sense of horror and the kids are trying to survive such a personal, intimate, and uncompromising betrayal. She, she yes. rated it very good. All right. I'm definitely yeah. going to have to watch it. It's, it's number yeah. 19 of the, on the list, so it actually was yeah, rated it's... quite high by, by the critics. Yeah, it's uh, not um, – it's uh, – I liked it I, I, I just because it was simple uh, and it had Selma Blair – uh, who was great yeah. in it. Um, and then, okay, so here's a here's an Andre connect the dots. Go back <laughs> to uh, Bazinga. Uh, Selma Blair uh, was married to Amit Zappa, mm-hmm. who was my friend growing up. And Diva Zappa, his little sister, uh, is in Wolfman's Got Nards. Uh, and I used to spend time at the Zappa house uh, where Moon Unit grew up, who sang the song that Frank Valley produced Girl. for Valley Girl. Bang! Six Woo! degrees of Andre Gower. We just did it. <laughs> I think I, I think that's one. I think it's one degree. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> All right, what do we got next? We got we, we got one or two more. I'll, get, here. I'll give you one more. All right, here. one more. We got this. One more. Con Air. Con Air. There it is. I, right. I knew I was saving it. All right, Con Air. Pass. 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 How are pass. you going to pass on the greatest film awesome. ever put together? You had John Malkovich. You had David Chappelle. You had you had oh, oh gosh, Nicholas Cage. Wait. Nicholas Cage. Wait. Something's happening to my internet. Something's oh. happening to my internet. Come on, put the bunny back in the box. Great, greatest line in film history. Okay, so 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 why then do you uh uh uh? uh Is it- why do, why do you uh, have such disdain for uh, Con Air, Mo Frere? Uh, you know, I, th- I I think the original disdain is how bad it is, but I think it goes to this other level of camp, and I think it ends up um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be mature and take a little of my own uh, kind of uh, preaching when people talk about Verhoeven movies right. like Starship Troopers. And they don't really get what's happening, or showgirls, where they don't understand that it's all on purpose. <laughs> and I, so I believe that Con Air, all that was done on purpose, and it wasn't just trying to be different. It was done on purpose for a level of camp that was so outrageous that we'd be talking about a terrible movie twenty years. Later. <laughs> I 
And it worked. And it worked. And it worked. And it worked. Starship Troopers is another great one. And, you know, I think the the over-the-top camp cliche of the, you know, southern mullet convict, you know, mustache ex-con or con, <laughs> current con accent and kind of the reverie that is bathed with all of these convicts. I, it's it's got to be done all on purpose. And, and they just said, hey, let's dial it up to a 13. Uh, <laughs> And and they killed a great car like when they dropped that Corvette out of there. They did. <laughs> they certainly did. But you know, they but then did. it's annoying. Like Con Air, like you, like if you, I'm in Las Vegas right now, and I used to have a house here and, and lived here off and on for years. And like when they they show a city that you know, and they show it wrong, and they're like, well, "You're driving that. It's not where that is." That that annoys me. <laughs> but that happens. That happens on every TV show or anything in LA. When you grow up in LA, nothing's correct. <laughs> sort of. You know, well, it happens with most of the people. Georgia when, now. That's right. Now, yeah, well, uh, it, right. And and who would have thunk? Like Dukes of Hazard were shot north of L.A. and was supposed to take place in eastern Georgia, and it looked nothing like eastern Georgia. Um, it, what it looked like was Simi Valley, which is where it was. Um, <laughs> it's like I was there. Last but uh, they're like, there's no scrub oaks and tumbleweeds in eastern Georgia. This is weird. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what everybody gets on. You know, like. Uh, when they first saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they're like, okay, so Brad Pitt lives out in Van Nuys and he gets on the one-on-one to pick up the girl, but then his next exit, right? Like, that's not accurate. I'm like, no, it's not. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but only LA people can nitpick that he got off on the wrong exit to go where he said he was going. That's funny. That was like that, um, what is it? Uh, I was I was hearing today on the radio about um, uh, a bus driver that did a review for the Sean Chen the the Marvel movie, Shang I guess Shang Chi, yeah, yes, okay. and, and actually broke it down about how many violations were broken on that bus that the bus driver would not have gotten away with. <laughs> that's, that's right. I, I I applaud that review by by Mr. Bus Driver. <laughs> All right, man. Um, I'm gonna have to actually get this uh, wrapped up here because I'm running out of battery life. Uh, to be honest, on the uh, laptop here. And um, so I really do thank you for coming on and bullshitting with us and talking Nick Cage. We had Andre Gower on the show and we talked Nick Cage. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is fucking. That's so cool. Thank you so much, man. And I'm so glad that I mean, you're who, doing who well. Wants, who wants to talk about Andre Gower? Right? No, you know. Next time we'll get John and we'll talk about, I don't know, fucking Harrison Ford. I don't know. All right. So. No, we got to have some music. We got to figure that out so yes. we can actually listen gonna, to the music. I got to figure uh, that out because I want to get your. Uh, your your playlist here, man. I want to get some music from th- that you pick next time you come on, and we're gonna. Ooh, my playlist. Yeah, okay. we're gonna. Well, we're gonna. Yeah, well, we're gonna. It's get either you gonna be you know B- British pop invasion from the eighties, uh, Bob Seger, or Southern culture on the skids. So that's you right. Pick. Hey, fuck it. I'm with that. I'm, uh, that sounds like a good show to me. All right. Plug yourself, Andre. Yes, uh, your socials and all that good stuff. And um... uh, Yeah, uh, Andre Gower on Twitter is at Andre Gower. On Instagram, it's at Andre Gower Official. Uh, please follow uh, the, uh, at the squad doc, uh, you know, and follow uh, Wolfman's Got Nards. It's just currently getting uh, released internationally. So uh, I think awesome. the UK is next. Um, getting distributed by Arrow Films in the UK and Australia and New Zealand. Um, and it's still available in the US and Canada. Uh, I think right now it's playing on Pluto TV and Tubi and VOD. Nice. Uh, and you can still buy a Blu-ray on uh, Amazon.com if you like to hold physical media. Yeah. 
awesome. I loved it, by the way. I thought it was a great look. And like uh, when you were on before, how you you know how it touched people's lives, about how you know the the Monster Squad you know really affected their lives, and how it wasn't about Monster Squad. It was about the people's lives that it affected. And I just thought it was it was a really cool, interesting look at yeah. you know how things can affect you know people's lives. And I, I thought Perfect. it was an excellent, excellently well done. Yeah. Very, very I appreciate much it. Enjoyed. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. Yeah, like, got, like the one person got it. <laughs> <laughs> the one person. No. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you again so much. Um, I know it's been a roundabout getting back on here. Um, but, yeah, we'll have you back on real soon. I want to get your playlist here. We're going to play some music. <laughs> All right, brother, man. Let's roll. Yes. All right, brother. <laughs> have a good night, man. Thank All you. Right, man. Take you. care. All right. So. That was Andre Gower we just had on with us and uh, talking Nick Cage. You know, that was that was surreal, right? We had we you had know, a, a Hollywood uh, Hollywood guy and he talking can talk about Hollywood things guy. so much better than I can. He's so eloquent, right? Like, I am he, I am such a jackass. He's I think we did pretty sound, well. I think we did pretty well. <laughs> well, I thank you, Marshall, as always. Hey, man, and uh, and I we did go long. We did, we did, but you know what? It's gonna go a little bit longer. Not for us, but for you guys, because uh, I thank you guys for sticking around to the end. Because now you're gonna, you guys are gonna hear a little interview with my good friend Lexi. So she is gonna be talking all about what it's like working at a dispensary and getting to try all the green good stuff. stems. That's, that's a nickname. A, that's a terrible nickname. Hey. Why not green buds? I don't know. But you'll get big old I was, buds. I was gonna call. <laughs> I was gonna call her Dr. Green Thumbs, but I, you know, I realized it was already taken. So we're gonna, <laughs> you get to hear that interview coming up. Uh, you know, as we go here. So Zane, do you got anything you want to tell these people? Because uh, I think maybe if we come back before the end of the month, we'll talk Nick Cage some more. <laughs> well, thank you. I gotta thank Andre Gower for coming on. Check out uh, Wolfman's Got Nards because honestly, it, it was great. I really much enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not bullshitting about that. No, and he didn't like the movie very much. No, and I'm not. I'm. I'm not a big fan of Monster Squad. Right. I kind of thought it was like, eh, hey, whatever. Yeah, but you he know, loved um, that documentary. Yep, loved the documentary. I think that's what Andre was going for anyway. Yeah, was to get the casual person to watch the documentary and yep. feel what you know, make people feel like what the 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 peop, what the movie meant to these people. Yeah, you know, like you know, because it wasn't my time. You know, it's it was just my time. Me and Nikki Sombrero were just yep. at that right age where we could enjoy that movie. Um, I enjoy it now. What the hell am I kidding? Fucking, I still watch it every Halloween. So all right. Well, you know, next week we'll we'll talk some wrestling again. Yes, we will. I just thank you say all thank you guys. For, for spending whatever time you're spending with us. Hey man, there's you there's know, at least an hour and change you're spending with us, so that's good. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to listen to us bullshit, and we appreciate it. <laughs> Take care. We really do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around on this special Nick Cage November edition of Mole and Zane's Podcast of Family Randomness. Now, I am here with a very, very special guest. Her name is Lexi. I don't know if she wants me to give out her full name because, you know, it, it is what it is. On this show, we always give out nicknames. So I'm going to call you Lexi Green Thumbs or uh, Lexi Green Stalk. I see yeah. on your, your, there you go. And uh, so why don't you, uh, she, she's a very good friend of mine and Nikki Sombrero's of the show. And uh, I would like her to tell you about a, a business that she uh, runs. Uh, why don't you give everybody a, a, you're the name of your business and what it is. All right. So I am, um, I'm not actually one of the owners, but I've been with the company since day one. I am very close to the owners. They are amazing people. They are, we are women run minority led. Um, and it is called Medleaf delivery. Um, 
we are located all the way on the west coast <laughs> um, in oceanside california oh. uh we are first and only legal delivery service in Oceanside. Um, so that's huge. Uh, all of our stuff comes tested and um, it's just a labor of love. I, it blows my mind every day that I get a work in cannabis. Uh, it's, it's so awesome. I mean, I literally have a dream job. So I'm the vendor relationships manager. Okay. Uh, so I get to take a sneak peek at some of the latest and greatest products. Um, I get to help with menu purchasing. I get to do lots of testing. <laughs> <laughs> that kind is, of the bonus. That here. is the bonus. Yes, as far that as I'm the concerned. Bonus. And uh, we were having a little bit of chat before we got yes. on here. And yes. I was just telling him about my week this past week. It has been absolutely insane you know just like any other industry cannabis runs um just like your local bath and body works if you will (laughs) so much stuff coming up we've got like green wednesday for thanksgiving next week um huge huge sales uh like i was telling mole earlier we've got um like over 200 eights we're doing these doorbusters on black friday uh, yeah uh we're gonna start delivering cannabis at oh. 6 a.m it is gonna be quite That's the day great. does it come with coffee because <laughs> <I mean, laughs> honestly some of our patients my drivers will be going to the deliveries right and we'll get like pictures on our like little group chat and like in the summer, our patients give our drivers popsicles. Some of them have made them coffee in the past. That's awesome. They'll come back with like a box of like microwave popcorn for the office. Um, we have some really cool customers. That's awesome. uh, you know, obviously for like, you know, privacy purposes, I can't say too many things, but no. some famous people purchase from us, which is pretty awesome. Um, that that, we get that's that a given, work. I think. That's a, that's a given at some point in the industry out there you're going to find somebody who's been in something that, that people know. So yeah, oh, yeah. The, you, you, we hear we see the name comes through and we're like, uh, is that really right. what you think it is? And like the driver's like stoked, like, you know, going over there. So, nice. um, it's like a, it's a pretty cool business Medleaf. Uh, we just had our year anniversary. We opened on set or no, excuse me, opened on July 10th of 2020. So we were oh, operating wow. during the pandemic. Okay. Um, I got hired during the pandemic, which was pretty crazy. We are uh, deemed essential workers. <laughs> yes, yes. I was about to ask. I was like, how was that starting up during the pandemic? Like, uh, it, it was, was super rough. You know, the start of our of the business. Um, I got brought on as like a front office manager. Um, and I kind of dabbled in every little like aspect. Like, I learned sales. I learned how to build the products in the system. I learned you know, fulfillment, rowdy. Right. I mean, there's so many aspects to the whole company. Um, but it was, a, it was a trip, you know, like we always had to wear masks. Um, you know, we would, I remember the first patient we ever had to deliver to that was Corona. She was positive, you know, and like, right. how do we maneuver that while staying within our compliance? Um, cause there's certain things we have to hit, you know, in every delivery. Yeah. Um, so it was a trip, but I mean, from the start, we had like maybe 10 employees, which was crazy. Um, and like three delivery vans. Now right. we're at 11 delivery vans and almost like 50 employees, which is oh, pretty wow. insane. That's yeah, insane. It's, 
it's grown so much. I'm so proud. That is so great. Um, now <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up cause you know, it is a, uh, a, a business and, um, you're obviously a very, uh, strong advocate for it. Now, what is your, uh, what, what, what is your go-to, um, I want to say blend or breed, you know what I mean? Like of uh, plant strain, we'll call it. There you okay, go. Strain. So yeah, I, I was looking for the word. I'm I obviously like stoned. So go ahead. Mix it all over the board. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Um, my boss thinks I'm like an encyclopedia of cannabis. Um, just because she's always like, Lexi, like, what is this mix? And I'm right. just like, blah, 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 blah. And this came from there. And, um, my husband is really into cannabis as well. Um, We're going to talk about so him in a second. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll talk about him in a sec. Yeah. But, uh, um, so my favorite strain of cannabis, oh man, I, I'm an indica kind of a girl. Um, I really love a good, like forbidden fruit is one of my favorites. I love purple punch crosses. Purple punch is always going to give you that super, super sweet grape smell, which is just so pleasant. And then I just like the whole body relaxation. So you're usually going to catch me always smoking an indica, but I mean, I've also been doing this like my whole life right, so right. <laughs> a lot of people uh have a hard time keeping up with me um this is actually fun fact about myself i have had the very amazing pleasure of smoking with tommy chong oh wow and i actually outsmoked him what he had, to, he had a tap out before i was even close to being done so oh man that's a good story to have. Definitely pat that. Definitely pat yourself on the back for that one. That was super cool. I was, you know, right before the pandemic. It was November of 2019, and I won an Instagram contest of all things. Oh. Okay, yeah, um, that's pretty random. I, right. Yeah, I got chosen, and he was like choosing like ten people, and it was going to be a certain day. It was at the cannabis cafe that was up in LA. It's okay. not there anymore. Um, but like where you could like order smoke and eat all at the same time. And, um, they had a big old table set up for us and there he was Tommy Chong. I've got wow. bunches of pictures, photos, like, all, I, I mean, I've got a big bong in my bedroom that we don't let anyone smoke out of, but it's right. like, it's like two feet and it's baby blue. It's just like obnoxious bong and it's, just, it has his autograph on it. So oh, that's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Um, so Nikki Sombrero is trying to get through, but it's not letting her. So I don't, oh, know, no. what is, I, I don't know what is going on. Uh, oh, so, no. we're, oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Admit, here we go. Hold on. I think I, it, are you there? Oh, hold on. Fingers crossing. Are you there? Oh, oh, connecting audio. Hold on. Here we are. Oh, there she is. There she is in her what Oklahoma is, glory. Oh. Hi, Lex. Hi. This is so great. Everybody, Nikki Sombrero. So um, I am non-makeup. No judging here. <laughs> no judging. No judging. It's fine. I'm in my basement, so I don't want to hear anything. Like I should be at the studio. My hair well on a Zoom call. That's that's how we're working that, it here. Hey, that works. So we were just talking, and uh, you know, uh Lexi Greenstock here is uh you know, she she was just telling how she was smoking with Tommy Chung and uh that she has a a, a bong that nobody gets to smoke out of. I'm so jealous, that, by the way. That's true. <laughs> and uh, so, I, you know, now that Nikki Sombrero popped on, uh, you guys got to tell me when was the first time you smoked together? 
Oh, Jesus. Uh-oh. We're going to, okay. We got to go um, back. Well, let's see, Lexan. Eight is when eight. I met you. Yeah. It had to be 2008 because I was always smoking every day. Right. So I don't go a day in my life without smoking. So if you met me once, chances are you have smoked weed with me. <laughs> <laughs> that was our, our collective Gators time. Oh, yeah. We were all there. Gators Dockside, shout out yes. to Florida homies. Yeah, in the kitchen, yeah. sweated well, like balls in that kitchen. Over. <laughs> yeah, I was There's the no hostess with the most. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would actually like to ask you that we brought up your husband before. Uh, he's got a podcast, right? Am I am I correct? You you said yeah, that he- yeah. So my husband, um, his name is Jack. Greenstock, and every Sunday he hosts a podcast called Growing with My Fellow Growers. Um, it's live on YouTube, and he kind of just like hosts a panel of guys um, and gals, actually. Um, and they all kind of do different things within the cannabis industry. Some of them are growers in different states. Um, one of them who I love to chat it up with, he's the like world's number two, like bug guy there's a name for it i want to say it's like an entomologist but i don't know if that's correct gotcha um but he knows everything you'd ever want to know about bugs and he also lives in san diego so um we see him from time to time in person and i always just like to ask him obnoxious questions about bugs (laughs) um so he's super cool and then obviously my husband he is the host um and so they bring up different topics they talk about growing they talk about laws they'll interview um growers um and they kind of just it's like a two-hour session um it's it's pretty cool if you have time on sundays check it out they're always uploaded onto all the devices and streaming places that people on podcast put things <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but i will put you links actually there. yeah so, I'll, I'll put links in the in this interview and in the the podcast so uh yeah I, <laughs> I don't do them very often as you can all tell so um they're there they're there <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so being as how it is uh nick cage november here on the show and uh it, this is uh, me and Zayner talking about all 88 of Nicolas Cage's movies that he is credited for, okay? Now, he is, cre- he is not credited for a lot more, okay? But 88 on the books, Nicolas Cage movies. I want to ask you, Lexi, what's your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Okay, I already know. I was, like, already, like, anticipating this. So right. I'm going to be super basic white girl. <laughs> um, I fucking love... All the National Treasure movies. Badass. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I love National Treasure one, two. Sign me up. I could watch those anytime. Anytime. Those are good movies. Nicky Sombrero. Come on now. Nicolas Cage. I have two, I think, actually. I mean, Lexi definitely touched on one already. Um, The Rock has my heart forever. Good movie. Sean Connery. I just, I adore that movie. I've seen it too many times. Um, And I love The Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's a great, I never think about that one, honestly. Um, That's a, that's a good one. I mean, I have a lot of them, but I mean, as far as ones I. in Raising Arizona too. Yes. 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 And Moonstruck with Cher. Yes. 
I'm, you I'm know, a big... it's like those are just two I've watched so many times. But I mean, there's so many good ones. Now, have you guys seen the new, not new, but a newer movie of his called Willie's Wonderland? No. No. He doesn't say a word the whole movie. It's That's amazing. No, it's amazing. I think it's one of his best movies. Like the what? facial expressions and just the way he goes at this movie. Check it out. It's called Willie's Wonderland. He plays a janitor at a uh, uh, like a Chuck E. Cheese type place and the animatronics go crazy like at night and like he's got to stop them. It's a really good movie. <laughs> Whacked out and weird. Check it out. Um, now, my other favorite, my favorite's Moonstruck, but that that's, I like Cher. I'm not, don't, don't ask. Don't oh, that's a I good one. Cher. <laughs> I love Cher. That was my very first concert was Cher. Oh, shit. <laughs> Her first farewell tour. Her first farewell tour. Okay. She, yeah, she's had a couple, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, she, she's had a couple. <laughs> so, Lexi, um, we have touched on your job. Uh, we've touched on your um, your preferred strain of the marijuana. Uh, we've touched on you talking and smoking with Tommy Chung and your husband's uh, podcast, but we haven't <laughs> touched on your favorite edibles. I know you got to take Okay, it. so like I said earlier, I am a very heavy hitter and Nikki can attest to this. Yes. Um, yeah, he's tried to kill me a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I mean, okay, so un- unfortunately, unfortunately for a lot of the consumers in California, when we got legalization for mm. adult use in the entire state, they regulated how many milligrams can go in the edibles here. Right. So before I used to buy like 500 milligram edibles, <laughs> okay. you know, and it was a little bit less regulated. It was called Prop 215. That was okay. um, since the 90s, and yes. it was the Compassionate Caregivers Act and everything. So um, those were awesome. <laughs> and I would eat one, and it would be like, you know, a good three-hour trip. Um, right. But now I, you know, the edibles are good. My favorite tasting ones actually happen to be drinks, and I have them in my, I have a weed fridge. You have a weed here. fridge? I love this woman. I'm just yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a legit, it's actually, yeah, it's a legit fucking amazing. Weed, weed fridge um, that we won. So, and, uh, so we're very lucky people. My husband <laughs> won this weed fridge on an Instagram thing again. Again, Instagram. Random. I gotta get on Instagram. And <laughs> it's a, by a company called Curador, and it's like a, it's basically like a like a wine fridge, and it's humidity controlled, okay. and it's got this Mendo Dope Boys wrap on it. It's like limited edition. It's super cool. Anyway, so I'm looking at my fridge, and they we've got these edibles. I would call them edibles. Right. Um, they're drinks, and it's by a company called Habit, and they are you know, hundred milligram. I just think that the drinks hit a little harder and faster. Right. Um, and so I've got the flavors of mandarin, kiwi, and a lemonade one in my fridge right now. Um, and so that would be my favorite edible okay. are these drinks. Gotcha. Now what's your, um, what's your take on the uh, gas station sold CBD stuff? Do you, do, do, do you buy into it? Do you think it's mainly just junk and fucking no. like a vape? No, you think it works like a, I'm not, I, I've never stay away from CBD gas at the gas station. It's I'm not, only saying that because there's a yeah. lot of it around here and people I are know, doing and a lot. And I don't do it, so. Yeah. 
I mean, some of it can be good. Some of it can be bad. It's right. really just like white labeled, like CBD oil. So right. who knows where it came from? Who knows how that plant was tested? And honestly, like just straight CBD oil is not super effective. I, it needs to have that little slight hint of THC, not to get you high, just so that the two cabinoids can activate and like work to strengthen the like healing property of what CBD is really, really good at doing. Um, but you do need that THC in there. Um, in just the slightest amount, I really like people who want great pain relief. I recommend like four to ones, like four parts CBD to like one part THC or even higher. They do 20 to ones, 30 to ones. Um, and that delivers such great pain relief, but you do, you do need that THC. And I think a lot of people are scared and it's going to pop on a drug test, obviously, but, um, no one tests for that shit anymore. No, uh, especially in our area now. I mean, it's legal in New York, so uh, they don't. Yeah, you know, they everywhere, you know, how could they? Right, and I, I'm just like trying to give people some information, so I figured I'd ask you because you work yes. in the industry. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. So. I recommend going to, uh, you know, I don't know what the regulations are exactly like in New York. Um, They're probably garbage. (laughs) Everywhere starts off, you know, you got to start somewhere. Right. And not everywhere can be, you know, California overnight. Like, there's ups and downs about California's, you know, legalization. We're always working to um, make them better. Um, But the greatest part about it all is just the testing um i i deal with all the bike back end work when i accept products from a vendor right i it comes with like five pages of lab testing and this is every single product every single delivery it doesn't like just because i get the same product re-delivered no that next product has also been tested oh wow okay um and it has to pass like certain like qualities like no metals and no pesticides it's pretty it's pretty crazy um i definitely know half the stuff on the shelves at walmart don't have this kind of testing <laughs> so yeah it, just, it pays to go and shop the legal way it right. may be more expensive in the end but like also you're just putting better stuff and quality yeah. in your body that's true well you know nikki sombrero do you have any uh questions for lexi here i was like see where are you going what oh there you okay. are so Jesus i had to Christ. find my ipad charger because my ipad was about to die oh all right well do you have anything that you want to say to lexi before we get out of here because i've, I've kept her long enough and she's probably very busy you know we How had to wait start? i miss you you're my best friend <laughs> i know i'm like i just tech i just sent her so many tiktoks like right before i got on here uh, god woman i miss you I miss you. I wish you were coming out here for Thanksgiving. I, I, you know what? It's not off the table yet. Honestly, (laughs) I'm just, uh, I'm waiting on money to fall out of the out of the sky. Out of the sky, where we're at. Yeah, she Nikki Sombrero is on location. We're gonna call that on location. I love it. I I, I mean, we can say where I am. Okay, where are you? See where I am. I'm. I am in Elk City, Oklahoma. I am filming Trailblazers pictures, Trailblazers, a movie um, with a crazy, amazing cast. Um, Actually, we had some press come out today, which I'll be posting later because some of my photos are in the newspaper. 
nice. as of this morning. So the press is starting to get out about it. Um, we're on Thanksgiving break for the next 10 days, but I'm in like, you know, catching up with life. I have two weddings to finish editing and some headshots <laughs> and this movie and firehouse responsibilities. And I'm trying to get it all done before I start another thing. But all at the same time, I really want to go hop over to Cali to go see Lexi. Um, there is a however, and I haven't told you either of this yet. What? So in Breaking February, news. February, there's a certain somebody that's going to be filming in L.A. all of February. So, oh. so you will be able to see me. I will make sure that's a thing. Actually, how far her. are you from L.A.? Um, on a good day of traffic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like two hours not that bad. Oh, like less maybe that's pretty much a little less maybe it's not that bad let me explain to you what what uh, <laughs> city of oklahoma is all right so uh the closest cvs to where my bumpkin behind is right now is two hours away so when i tell you that there's nothing here but rolling fields and cattle that is all that is here um, it's that's gorgeous awesome. I've never seen sunrises and sunsets like this in my life. Um, it so like it's you know it's got this like gorgeous, beautiful appeal. I'm in love with being here every day. But the 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 other part of my brain has that like ants in my pants. Like oh god, there's nothing around here. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> wow. All right, guys. Nothing. Well, I got to uh, got to I got to end this. Uh, before I sit here all day and talk to you guys, I, I literally would. I'm, I'm so love you too, Kazo. Uh, Lexi, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. I want to have you back on again when we can actually sit down and just, you know, bullshit, like actually have you as a guest yeah. on the show. How is that? Like, that sounds really good. Sounds good. Um, we'll good get you, we'll get Nikki Sombrero on as well. And, uh, we're going to do this proper. So, Everybody, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for uh, listening to the show. Thank you for Nick Cage November. Because, you know. I, you I, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Bye.